Fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, as always, James, and I got Nick and Ant with me. What's going on, boys? How's it going? What's going on? He's back from his little vacation uh, down to Florida, and uh, he's going to be taking a little hiatus from the show in the next uh, month or so. He's going to be doing some some back-end work for us, getting our website back together so we can get our merch uh, going nice and strong because everybody really wants to know where, where they can get the White Boy Summer Collection. Uh, it's, a, today, it's another summer too i heard yeah, it's another summer today today we're we're joining up with far right latina summer i'm very spicy. we're gonna be throwing chancletas all over the fucking place we need to know who what's a better chancleta the regular nike or the my pillow chancla uh which one throws better? we need to know uh so welcome to the show bella uh aka red pill babe and also host of the new podcast that's absolutely killing it mostly peaceful latinas welcome to the show thanks for having me guys it's a pleasure to be here now welcome finally we're glad to have you it's been long overdue you i think you are sure one of our first big guests on down the rabbit hole way back in the day yeah and you guys were one of my first podcasts way back when (laughs) that was so long ago it's unbelievable a lifetime ago right it feels now like a hundred lifetimes ago. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm like I've been like served like three different wars by this point of everything that's happened <laughs> between them and this basic warfare. It's it's insane. It's a total clown war. It's like that meme. Do you ever see the meme of the guy who went to war at 21 years old in World War II and then came out? And he looked like he was 40, uh, yeah. and he was 
uh, that's it's, yeah, that's <laughs> really it. Think about all the things that have happened since since last week. Since Tuesday. Um, so we got a lot to talk about everything that's going on. Bella, you're really active in the local community. You got a lot of things going on down in the Miami area. I love what you're doing down there. I want to talk about your podcast and and because we haven't really been talk talk about that at all. That's still fresh and new. You guys are absolutely killing it. Uh, but before we get into that, shout out to our sponsors, Kush Creams, number one topical in the game. This stuff is absolutely amazing. If you're super white like I am, if you're you're not a Latina, uh, you get sunburned really easily, especially when you live in Las Vegas. The natural sensi has been a lifesaver. I don't peel. Uh, it's great. It's amazing. It's better than aloe. Uh, and the pain cream is absolutely amazing. Go to kushcreams.com, put in code WPRUSA. For 15% off, also the forever sponsor of the show, Sirius CBD. Go to Sirius-CBD.com for the number one CBD in the planet. Code WPRUSA while supplies last. And can't forget our friends Mikey Pillows. Join Mikey Pillow gang. Go to MyPillow.com slash WPRUSA. Get major, major discounts uh, on the slippers, on the pillows, the easy sheets, the bathrobe, dog beds, whatever you need. Go to MyPillow.com slash WPRUSA. So, Bella. How do you have the best sponsors, first of all? (laughs) Those are like the most kick-ass sponsors ever to have. We'll have to send you. He just makes it up, but they really don't sponsor us. It's It's completely make-believe, but we'll have to send you a little gift box uh, and send you some stuff because... uh, uh, like our president. Yeah. Just made very, very blessed. (laughs) Uh, you'll get, and you're still so, you've only been doing your show for how long? How long is Mostly Peaceful? Oh, so mostly Peaceful, we actually, we're, we haven't even reached four months yet. We're three and a half months now. Remember those um, days, please? Oh, for sure. It's, it's just, everything has happened so fast, right? We're like, we're going to start a podcast. All right. And then like by episode four, we were getting retweeted by the most based president ever. Um, I'm not sure if you saw that, but we got retweeted by... Oh, the Ecuadorian president, correct? El Salvador. Yeah. El Salvador. That's so a, that was huge. And it's brought so much attention and... I mean, it's it's different than the market that you guys are in because Linda and I, my my co-host, uh, we're just both two fiery Latinas from Miami. Uh, but more so than that, there's just not a lot of media out there that Latinos can be represented by. So we saw a huge void and we said, this is where we have to come in on. And I think that it's because the void existed is why the podcast has been so successful. We're definitely speaking to an audience that didn't have a voice. So... It's so, also I think it's also that there's not many women that are doing what you you're doing. Like there's a few, but there's not not a ton. So so to have a Latina, the two do, Latino, you do, it, do you do it English or Spanish? Your podcast. We do English. We're working now to try and do what we can do about at minimum getting them subtitled. Yeah. So that they're easier that for smart. people. We definitely have an audience in South America and we, we want to continue to grow in Latino America and, and and have that audience that otherwise is completely untapped by podcasters in the States. So definitely. tell us a little bit about what you guys talk about because you guys crush it. Your production is amazing. Uh, and yeah. some great guests on. You had Christian Walker and Tommy Vexed. And- we did. That was fun in studio. Yeah. 
you know, we talk about all of the same stuff that you guys talk about. And, you know, uh, our, it's really just commentary, our take. We actually start the podcast every day by discussing what the new hot takes are in the clown world. How, <laughs> how did we peak this week in the clown world? Um, you know, and just kind of give our perspective and truly, again, tapping into that Hispanic market that otherwise doesn't really have a source to go to. There's like Spanish podcasters and then you've got everybody else. And then there's really no in between for people that identify like me, a first generation American with Latino roots, but I'm not gonna listen to a Spanish podcast. My first language is English. So again, just a matter of giving everything, but from our, from its very unique female Latina perspective in covering the news, right? So I mean, like for example, clearly Joe Biden calling us tacos was huge moment for us, right? Times the rise of the far right Latina, also huge moment for us. So far right Latina summer is kicking hot. Far Right Latina Summer is on. So I don't know if you guys have been keeping up. The Far Right Latina article is written for Myra Flores, a Congress, a member of Congress that was uh, won a special election in a district in South uh, Texas that had been under Democratic growth for 100 years. And in Texas, conservative Latina, and she really moved the people. And, you know, we've been saying it for a while. It's something that we say behind closed doors all the time. Latinas are going to be the one to save America. And I think that, unfortunately, the way that culture is set up is that, you know, the white man is public enemy number one. So there's a lot of shit that I can say that you can't. So thousand percent. There's a lot of things that we still do. Yeah, oh, we should. Right, have. right. <laughs> it's just a lot harder for them to try and cancel because it's always hilarious no, to for see sure. them go through the hoops. Like, I, I immediately white pull my Puerto Rican card. Nick's Puerto Rican. He's he's Latino. Love uh, it. <laughs> Welcome to your summer. Oh, I, can, I can make fun of everyone. Yep, he's Italian Puerto Rican. Me and me and Anthony, though, on the other hand, <laughs> racist fucks. Well, is, you guys are still gonna I'm, say whatever I'm it olive, is, bro. Yeah. I'm olive. But I think that we know that the majority, when we're talking about society-wise, um, most white men feel like there's certain things that they just can't say, even if there's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. It's a perfectly normal opinion to have. And unfortunately, the Western man isn't necessarily rising up to the occasion. You guys are uh, a dying breed and few and far between. Most men, you know, you go to these local movements and you know, after 2020, uh, 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 November 4th, you wake up and you really don't know what's going on. And then January 20th comes in and a literal cabbage is sworn in as <laughs> the president of the United States. And you kind of wonder to yourself, like, what the hell do we do now? And yeah. getting locally involved, particularly as somebody who trusted the plan, was uh, a requirement for me. I'm like, there's no way that I continue to be tapped into this if it's just sitting around waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And the the local involvement started in 2020. And I can't tell you the overwhelming amount of women that show up to these events because men aren't necessarily the predominant person there. And I think that that's something that people don't talk about enough because enough people aren't locally involved. So they don't realize that that presence is absent. We talk now, why about do you think that is? Why do you think there's so many women over the men that are showing up just because the men feel defeated? Or you think it's the mama bear instinct kicking in? 
I think it's a combination of both. I think the mama bear instinct is definitely primal and therefore uh, that is what we've seen in these really conflicting times where children are under such severe attacks. But I think it also has a lot to do with the feminization and and keeping men docile, right? Like we live Mm -hmm. in a society that you know, if you talk too loud, they tell you that you're toxic. If you sit the wrong way, they tell you that, you know, you're making too much space for your balls or whatever they call it. You know, if you try and correct a woman, you're mansplaining. And it's like it, it, the entire system has spent the last two decades um, in a uh, downward spiral of just keeping Western men docile, unfortunately. Not to mention the food, the soy and all the, the estrogen. Mm-hmm. They're pumping into our yeah, some of the biological stuff that they pump into us on a regular basis, right? I mean, it's not just that. It's a, it's in your body wash, it's in your aftershave, it's in all the stuff that you trust. And the deodorant and everything. Yeah. On top of that, yeah. you know, just culturally, it's just you don't you you don't see men stand up. You know, I go to some of these school board meetings sometimes, and you've got Antifa presence there, and they're ready to attack. And you know, the only people who really show up to kind of show face are the proud boys, but that doesn't really help the cause because. Well, most of them are feds, and secondly, it just creates a bad image for parents. Um, but it's you know, it, it would be great to be able to see that shift happen. I know that General Flynn has actually spoken about this. He's made commentary about it. How he's trying, he's touring the country, and he sees women at the front lines of this fight consistently across the country because it is predominantly you're always going to see women instead of men, and it should change. I've seen that at, at a lot of events, and it's funny because the media is now stoking the fire. The Hill just put out an article saying that like 70% of the population thinks that they're going to have to take up arms against the government. And they're <laughs> yeah, direct, directly to men. Um, and and Nick thinks otherwise, but I, I agree. I, I think men have done a very poor job, a piss poor job of standing up for their rights, and they just kind of bend the knee and accept it. And, and it as little things as showing up to school board meetings, town council meetings. And I got to give Nick credit because even when we were talking about trusting the plan, Nick was saying we need to get involved locally. Um, it's so important to have that foresight. It is. It is. It is very important. And I truly believe as things have evolved, I, I and I've always said I never liked the term trust the plan. I think that the, 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 the term should be trust that there is a plan and and take action Regardless, because at the end of the day, I truly believe that we are a major part of the plan. This plan doesn't work without us, we the people. And if we the people don't understand or take action and get involved, it will never change. Like if if big daddy government and the military and everybody came in and saved the day, how long till it goes back to, oh, the Kardashians, this and pop culture, that and all this nonsense real fucking quick because we didn't actually learn from our mistakes someone came in and saved us now we're actually being forced to get involved because they're pushing us to the edge and the women are just happen to be getting involved first and and taking the lead on this and we've been saying on this show how much we respect these mama bears that are coming out and just destroy their they're, they're assholes they're they're really strong and I, I, it's just it's been such an eye-opener you know that i ran red pole babe for almost two years the platform grew super big. I had 150,000 followers during the most divisive election that our country has ever seen in the history of its entire existence. And I've never gotten um, the attacks that I've I've gotten since I got involved locally. Like just showing up to a school board meeting has and speaking out about it has made me 
a huge target down here. And I think that it's uh, it's a testament to just how important local politics are and how much they don't want us involved. You know, posting on the Internet is great. Waking people up is great. It's fantastic. I do it. I continue to do it. And I think it's important. But I think it's just as important, if not more so, to take that fight out locally and actually take control back of our government, because that's how the republic is set up where we can do that. You know, and I bring up constantly when they stole the election, they didn't steal all 50 states and every county and every state. You know, it was a handful of counties, handful of cities. You're talking about a handful of corrupt judges, some corrupt people working the voting booth, maybe a bad mayor or two. And that's how they stole your whole country. And quite frankly, if we would have had people in these local areas paying attention, they wouldn't have been able to get away from it. So I think that that's 2022 is truly going to be the red wave because what I'm seeing is that it's it has spread local action has spread and what we're going to mm-hmm. start seeing is school boards being flipped councilmen's being flipped commissioners being flipped state reps being flipped um uh, uh, attorney generals uh, the Police sheriffs, chiefs, sheriffs. Mm-hmm. I think that all of those are positions that we're going to start seeing that people are going to start voting in more, uh, more conservative America first, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's really the most important thing is America yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're 100 percent right, especially in a place like I want to I want to talk about how you've been attacked. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to hear about that, too. Down in Miami, uh, because it's pretty crazy what's going on. And I think it's. It's not a surprise to me because Miami, especially in a because Florida, people still think Florida is a red state. And I keep telling them, no, it's it's purple. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a purple state. And people don't realize that if Donald Trump didn't endorse Ron DeSantis, you probably would have had that closeted homosexual yeah. method gilliam as your governor and florida would be a totally different place today if he was yeah. in office florida would be towing the line just like the rest in a shithole that's where we yes. would be at it'd be california and and so so in miami especially where it's a very large uh latino community there are a lot of cubans that live down there they probably think that they're getting that vote because for how many years did they give them that vote and now i think because Cuba is Cuba and <laughs> you guys know all too well what communism looks like. Right. You guys are not going to vote for this party anymore. And they need to demonize anybody who's a threat to that to try to hold that little community together. I'm sure Miami is a big piece of that. Yeah, absolutely. The Cuban vote is incredibly important because Cubans don't vote like the rest of Latinos. Cubans tend to vote red. So, for example, in 2020, after the election, November 4th, we woke up and Twitter was having an absolute breakdown discrediting the Cuban vote. It's just trauma. Of trauma, they escaped communism, and they think that that's going to happen here. Um, so from the morning that we woke up on November 4th, it was uh, the, the campaign to attack and discredit the Cuban vote began. Um, Miami is made up of 69% Latinos, 74% of those are Cuban Americans. So wow. we make up a predominant piece of of, of Miami, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. we we are individuals that historically vote red. Um, first generation Americans, however, tend to go through the same public school system that does the same indoctrination that anybody else goes through. And therefore, what you're seeing is that a city that has always been known for, or, or at least a populace that has been known to vote red, start shifting and voting more blue and becoming the embarrassments of their family, truly. Um, and 
right now, which is part of what was so important for us with the podcast, was really about taking the culture back, you know? I think th this is something that I, I think we even discussed this the first time I came on, something we've been saying for a long time, which is about making politics cool, making Republicans cool again, and particularly with the Latino demographic, culturally, we just don't mesh with democratic policy you know we're very family oriented we're very hard working latinos live in a household with their grandparents and they grow old and they die in the family with their grandparents because they'll never put them in a home or in a nursing center you know we don't we we don't kill babies we believe in god we're you know men are men women are women and it's just something that's not compatible with democratic ruling and the minute that people start figuring that out uh, you know, it's very, it's the, the, the radicalization of Latinos to Republicans happens rather quickly because the minute that you realize that the party doesn't represent you, you're out and you're like, all right, I see where I am represented. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to see for us. Unfortunately, so many people have been brainwashed to believe that these fairy tale policies are a good idea. They, they're very good at saying, oh, we'll give you this, that and the other and give you all the lip service and do the complete opposite when they actually get in office. We've seen it time and time again. Um, and this is how they've gotten a lot of their votes. They bring celebrities, they bring, you know, all these people that people look up to and idolize and like, Oh, look, he's voting for me. See, he supports me. And that's how they, 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 they use the culture against them. And they're very, very good at it across the board for all cultures, it to the black community as well. It's, it's everything it's except policies that help the people. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Marketing absolutely. above everything. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with actually helping the, per the, the people because, you know, as a Latina, I hate seeing footage of people illegally crossing the border. That's inhumane to me. People mm -hmm, putting absolutely. their lives in danger, potentially, the, uh, the, the you know, getting raped, dying in a ditch somewhere. There's That's no silver. way that you can say you care about Latinos and be okay with them that just to have an opportunity of coming into this country. Why don't we create legal pathways for people to come in so that we don't have to go through this inhumane process where people and children are getting raped and murdered at this violent border um, for the sake of, you know, they should have an opportunity to come into the greatest country that ever existed. There just has to be a process to that. Of course, I agree. Immigration process needs to be fixed and, and fine tuned. There's a lot of issues with the immigration processes as a whole, but What's going on right now is not the answer. And they're they're again incentivizing people to do it and they're incentivizing the cartels to do it. There's there's this thing called debt slavery. Like you see the wristbands on the immigrants that come across. Those wristbands all have meanings. It's and all have prices that go along with them. Well the, the entire the entire entire drug uh, operation in this country and network runs through the cartels. I don't know if I ever told you a story. A friend of mine has an employee and he uh I think he's from Honduras, he's from South America, and his uh he got a phone call. The cartel has a sister. And they wanted 20,000 because she never hired anyone to take her across. She just tried to do it on her own mm -hmm. or some other one tried to help her out. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, he fucking had to, he had to get her money. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was wild. I thought it's it was all bullshit. No, it's a hundred percent real. I have stories. I have, uh, I mean, yeah. clearly Natalie, right Natalie. Now, I think I have something like four second cousins or something along those lines that actually were living in South America after living Cuba. And they just said, well, screw it. Instead of going the proper way, I'll just cross the border. And they yeah. did. Yeah. 
And now they're getting so when they, when they were doing a, a check and a cell phone and, and, and all sorts yeah. of things in order to be able to cross the border. And then what happens is that they take that in exchange. Now you're an undocumented worker here in the States, which means that you're going to have to work for peanuts. Hopefully the person that's the person that's paying you is not going to be able to pay you um, through a legal way where you're going through an e-verification system. So what are you probably going to do? You're going to be getting paid less than minimum wage, doing a job that's practically slave work. Again, how is that? How is that the party that supports Latinos if that's where you want them stuck at? Well, they, 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 got, they got smart up here in Jersey, though. Those fuckers all collected together. They're like, nope, we're not working for less than 15 an hour. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. you, you, yeah, I'm better for hiring like a high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 disgusting to see what's going on down at the border and, and how they're being treated. And But, but at the end of the day, even – Myself, I was thinking like, hey, maybe I'll go down there and cross the border and get my cell phone and my check and pretend I'm Canelo Alvarez's cousin. Be like, hey, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm related to Canelo Alvarez and you know, <laughs> and skin skin tone. He's Mexican. See, bring your Kush uh, cream. She can get burned up. Yeah, I'll get everybody identifies as far right Latino this summer. White <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> boy summer is converted. I want to yeah. far right, far right Latinas. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Fuck, what was I going to ask What you? kind of shit do you deal with when you go to these meetings? Yeah, that's ex- – thank you, Nick. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where we're headed. So actually, um, you guys had a really good time. We just had a, a huge story that just broke. Uh, it's currently going viral on Twitter. So Breaking for, news. I wish I had a button. Breaking news, talking about it here on the podcast for the first time. So for the last year, when we started attending um, the school board meetings uh, – an Antifa page popped up that's basically harassed, docs, threatened, intimidated parents, activists, politicians, uh, uh, you name it. They're out there. Anybody that, that identifies as a conservative, they call QAnon. A quick, quick question for you real quick. Yeah. There's no there's no backlash on them? Like you guys don't fucking go so back at them? So that's very hard to do when there's anonymity, right? So they've been operated be, operating behind this anonymous Twitter page for the last year doing so. Oh, it's not in your face at the school board meeting. They're not like fucking There's you. There's alter. So we live in Miami. It yeah. is exceptionally ghetto. If there's like a rate of like one to like California, California being like the most ghetto, Miami's probably like at a nine of ghetto-ness, but like much cleaner. Um, <laughs> people don't know how to act. Latinos are loud and spicy and everything that we do. So there is altercations at the school board meeting because you'll have opposing sides and opposing opinions show up in order to be able to talk. So it's always kind of like who's going to outdo the other when we get there and usually we win because we have more people and uh you know the, the way that we show up we just tend to to do more than they do you're, you're a little louder than the well, other ones i mean they're, they're they're loud too but you know we're we're definitely coming from a place of passion these people are there because they get paid to be there so basically what happens is right before the school the, the school meeting the teachers union will send out a mass email saying hey we're gonna have opposition at this meeting today we need employees to show up and you'll have several employees that show up and they feel like they're doing that because it's all like we're leaving the office together and we're going to make a field trip out of it Mm -hmm. and we're leaving the office 30 minutes early so that we can go to the school board meeting and participate um so for the last year we've been relentlessly attacked our jobs docs people fired uh you know uh, intimacies of relationships like broken so 
There's been a you lot one of, of these people, correct? They attacked you, my this account, Miami. Well, they fat. attack me on a regular basis. They attack Linda. I mean, they've even attacked Seth because I. They might attack you guys because I'm on this podcast because they I'm might a fuck listen. with them. I don't give a fuck about them. I'll oh, fuck great. them up. <laughs> we got media matters. I'm not already. from Miami. We're from New Jersey. It's all, different. Yeah, media matters. <laughs> is all, yeah, I, I have to deal with all the fucking headache. Nick is just like, oh, I'm here just to talk shit. He'll um, just light the fuse and walk out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have to put up with all the fucking nonsense. So. Yeah, I mean, you might end up on a thread tomorrow from Miami Anti-Fash. So basically what we've been able is that over the last 24, 48 hours, they've been completely exposed. I'm an autistic frog through and through, 100% it will remain. <laughs> and um, probably haven't gotten any sleep over the last month or so, just putting all the pieces together and all of the research. But basically what we were able to find out is that the operators of this account are actually too... Democratic PR gurus, very well known, um, very great careers. One of them is by the name of Sonia V. Diaz. She works for a company called Balseda Communications, worked for Balseda Communications, which was uh, is operated by Freddie Balseda, which basically led all of the media, uh, the Hispanic media for Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Um, mm -hmm. Freddie Balseda also sat on the board of an organization called Correct the Record with David Brock from Media Matters. Where oh, they wrote articles about us. It's it's the same thing, Media Matters, but in Espanol. That's what it is. Right? <laughs> but that guy's not even on my radar. Who the fuck is someone watches that guy? Fuck him. He's, well, the thing is that nobody's going to watch him, but it's the work that he does behind the scenes. He's probably the single most influential person in PR when it comes to reaching a Hispanic market. So one of the women works for him. The other one led the Latinos for Biden efforts down here in South Florida and other very well-known PR personality down here in Miami by the name of Jenny Lee Molina. And basically what we've discovered is that in defense of the teachers union who has been a huge attacker of parents showing up to school board meetings because it's not convenient for them to have an extra person at the table that they fully controlled for such a long time. Um, basically, they started this page in hopes of being able to intimidate parents and scare them away from showing up that to some degree they did scare some parents away. Because when you're in fear that you're gonna get doxxed or potentially attacked by Antifa, that you're going to have cameras following you around and your picture is going to end up with your job, your husband's name, your kids' names um, on Antifa. Yeah, it does scare people away. So over the last 24 hours, uh, the last 48 hours, the story broke. We were able to put the thread together and it's getting a lot of attention. Right before I got on, I found out that Cernovich just actually retweeted the story that the, an American broke. So we're going to be bringing a lot of attention to that. And, and quite frankly, I wouldn't be shocked if this is something that gains national attention where we end up on tag George Masvidal on that hmm? you tag us in that tag George Ma George Masvidal you know what that is yeah actually that we're, we're, we're he's on the he's list the of people he's on the short okay. list of people that we have to call and to, to get I have, I have his number I have his number if it's the same number I have when I interviewed him for another show I used to do yeah I'll reach out to him for you Oh, that would be actually yeah. great because he's on a short list of people that we need yeah. help from because we definitely need representation representation down here in the community like we're not talking about small attacks these are uh, so the lady that's that's operating the account is actually also the PR manager for Latino Media Network. Um, if you guys are unaware of that, is there's a story that broke of, about last month that George Soros had donated sixty million dollars to buy up small Spanish-speaking radio stations all over the country. Um, oh God. 
that comp that media company that purchased all of these small radio stations is one of her clients. Uh, the oh. Rockefeller Foundation is another one of her clients. So big surprise. Uh, we're, it's in the, we're in the middle of the swamp, basically. It's what's going on here, which is why the fight got real. Like, this stopped being, you know, frog memes. This is very real. My, 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 I've, I've been targeted. I've been doxxed. I've, I lost one of my biggest clients uh, over a dox that they did on me. So it definitely hasn't been a walk in the park. I can tell you that getting off your ass and showing up to these school board meetings, these commission meetings, running for public office, it takes a lot of work, and that's a that it's a step up from the the, the work is definitely uh, uh it requires a bigger sacrifice from you. I'd say you, you, you need a set of balls. Like you, you it's it's not it, you t it takes a lot of courage to do what you're doing. Like to be in a constant attack and be doxxed and and things like that. Like a lot of people don't want to deal with that, and that's why people remain anonymous. And I've been I saying, have, I actually had to look up doxxed real quick. I, I've been I've been saying on this show that wow, but you you I feel like you're just like the small innocent child like never Nick, grew no, up. No, I Nick, just I just I don't I don't I don't give a fuck. Nick's are like you're not gonna dox me. <laughs> Bella, you know what I mean? Like fuck them. Well, Bella, I mean, Nick, Nick is our I, resident normie. The worst part was I got doxxed by Q people before I got doxxed by Antifa. <laughs> I think that they used the Antifa information to help dox you. Yeah, they did. It was the, the craziest thing ever. It's like the worst dox came from Q people thinking they're just like so paranoid, thinking like your control dops or whatever it is or whatever it was. So ridiculous. Um, yeah, we we were we were tossed in on that. We're we're controlled op opposition as well because we have a give send go and we're. Patriot. I mean, can you even say you accomplished anything if you're not called controlled ops? It's like, like, all right, fine, guys. Like, sure, cool. Uh, yeah, but Nick, Nick, Nick's, Nick's our that's like, saying, that's like saying you got lucky when you're successful in business. They're right. Just, yeah. They're upset their podcast sucks, <laughs> or they don't have one. What you know? It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It's like my page is still. I I don't even have an Instagram page right now. How I'm, I'm still having pages taken down. Like four years into this bullshit, I started my last page three months ago. Three months grew it to sixteen thousand followers. Got taken down already. It's like how it's, much? It's, <laughs> it's so crazy. I hope you took those crystals and burnt them. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I got rid of a lot of things. Actually, I got rid of a lot of things. The good old days. The good old days. Um, <laughs> But no, it's it's insane that people will go to this lengths to stop you from just participating in the school board meetings because you're such a threat. You, Bella, like, what are you, five foot, five foot two, like 120 pounds tops? Maybe I mean, my ID says five three, but okay. Well, okay. <laughs> sure. You're running around this tiny like who you represent the truth. You yeah, represent the truth and they have nothing to stand on. They have nothing except for to attack you. And yeah. it's it's insane. The only way that they can stop you is intimidating you. And and this is what they do because they know pe some people will fall off and they just happen to run into a buzzsaw named Bella who's <laughs> not going to who's not going to stop and is going to kick it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. Emerald Agassi style. Yeah, I don't think that they were expecting that, you know, and I think um, it's also a huge testament that I remember when I first got started with the school board fight. But first of all, it's the aspect of mobilization, right? Like. Mm -hmm. Even the local GOP down here, when they have their local meetings, might get 30 people that show up. Um, I was hosting events where we were having 150, 160 plus people show up to these events ready to mobilize. Like, 
ready to get on the internet, uh, troll politicians, show up at school board meetings, doing whatever. And that being that, that capability, the ability to be able to mobilize people is something that's rare and a lot of people don't have. So that's mm -hmm. a huge threat. Um, you know, and secondly, there's a hyper focus on school boards because a lot of people don't realize that teachers unions are using the school boards as a way of implementing policies that otherwise can't be ran through the federal government at a local level. So for example, 2020, we're middle of COVID, we're actually 2021, sorry, uh, a year into COVID, uh, we're still, some of you are not sure what states you guys are in, but we're still fighting in order to be able to take off our mask and breathe like regular people. And Joe Biden didn't call in the CDC, didn't call in Fauci or health experts. Joe Biden called in the second biggest teachers union in the entire country to make the decision over indoor policy. Uh, the we CDC did. actually got caught, say, uh, they actually got caught. So there was a story that broke out last year where the FHA felt there was a bunch of um, C-level executives that had stepped down from the FHA because they felt like the CDC was applying pressure on them over decisions that they should be able to make the call on. An example, indoor mask wearing. Um, and basically news broke early last year, 2021, that it was in fact the teachers union that was um, bribing the CDC in order to have some kind of influence over indoor guidelines that affected not just parents, not just students, but regular ass people trying to go sit in a restaurant or sit in an office building or go to a mall. And it was the teachers union that was in charge of that. And when you start digging, I think this is what's really gotten me into trouble is uh, it's uncovering how much power these teachers unions have. I mean, everything from if you're worried about voter integrity, then you should be paying attention to the teachers unions because they put a lip pump, a lot of money into shit like mail-in ballots, you know? Um, a lot of elections are held in schools for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the amount of money that teachers unions pump into control and into trying to pass legislature to steal our elections is is astounding when you're paying attention to it. And it's happening all over the country. It, it, you know, the, the, the influence of the teachers union was one thing. Then I, again, because I'm an autistic frog, the more that I dug, the more I found. Um, of course. No, I found that and it's happening all over the country. These school boards get a teacher that's accused of doing something inappropriate to a student and instead of taking them off the system because there's a shortage of teachers, they just move them around to another school. And this happens continuously. And before you know it, you've got a teacher with a 20 year career that's now raped 15 girls. And well- oh, Like Dan Schneider, yeah. Catholic yeah. church model. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the worst thing is that then you've got a school board, at least in, in our case, our school board was, was paying out settlements and then having these students sign non-disclosures agreements so that they wouldn't be able to talk negatively about the school boards to the press. Wow. So then here I come with my loud ass. No, wow. Absolutely not. We're going to talk about kid rapes. Like we're going to talk about the fact that this school board covered up kid rapes and there's absolutely no protocol for how to avoid it from happening again. And yeah, I've been getting into a lot of trouble, guys. Just you know, pissing off all the right people. Well, that, that, that means you're doing it right. That that means you're doing it right. If they're if they're pissed, you're exposing that they got major problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got a lot to cover up. I mean, remember yeah. I told you the president of the 
PR firm that's cool and cozy in uh, another organization with David Brock. David Brock is the boyfriend of James Alphantis. Like, this is bad. The Antifa page made like some um, joke the other day. They're like, oh, while while Bella was um, studying conspiracy theories and QTAR shit on on the chat boards, we were studying the memes. And it's like, were you or were you yeah. just on there so doing they, damage? They control? can't meme yeah. for shit. Yeah, you to effective memes require the truth. They don't have the truth. You have to know like all their different levels of indoctrination in order to get like some twenty seventh level fucking. Yeah, there's layers. Like this yeah, is like right. a lot of memes have layers. Like you, there's surface level stuff that these guys are picking up on, but they're not picking up on the intric- intricacies of the meme. They're not gonna out meme us. I think that's yeah, one of the things on. that I've noticed the most over the last couple of come months. Come on, <laughs> there is, yeah. you're not gonna out yeah, me. <laughs> oh man these people are so dumb but no you're 100 right they I, there's a reason why facebook and all these major big tech companies are spending bill, millions of dollars to study and learn about memes and a, to get analytics and 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 code on this so they can censor us even further because that was a way around the algorithms early on in the early on in the in the great meme war was the squares <laughs> Was little squares. Remember those? Cover yeah. up. What are you doing that? Oh, those are fun times. <laughs> fun fucking times. Yet yeah, we're still getting nuked. Here we are. We're still I playing. Here. here we are. Four years later, still getting we're nuked. Still playing this fucking game, you fucking you guys. Know- how much it pisses them off like do you realize these nerds are on there like reporting my page like, i'm gonna get this bitch taken off right so here you're at it yeah. three weeks later and then boom i get my page taken down and then like three weeks later i've got 10k followers like what did you do what did yeah. you do at what point do you realize that's it this is bible this is where we're at right now like people will come they will find me like they go find fox news the yeah, same thanks way that for, they go uh, find you thanks for fixing my shadow ban Appreciate. It. <laughs> you know, I, I could reach yeah. more people now because now, now with our forty thousand followers, I I reach one hundred and fifty people. Dude, you we have, were doing that comparison you, the other day. email list and text list. Do you have a text yeah. list and email list? Do you have numbers and emails that you're collecting? No, I haven't. I'm the worst and on. Like I don't even have a backup page. Like I mean, it's just what you should do: like start a- start either a Clavio account, start um, a constant contact, some kind of email oh. listing account. Put that in your link tree. So when people follow you and they go right to your link tree, add their email, and they can keep track of wherever you get taken down and you get put back up again. It's your communication line with them. How are you guys doing on Truth? I'm on Truth kicking ass. Like, I'm just on there mm-hmm. all day talking. Yeah, I like, I like Truth. It's just, it's very busy. It needs to be. Uh, the alcohol's no good. No, it's like all of a sudden I'll see a post, but like the post is like a comment within the thread of a yeah, post. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? What is this in context? <laughs> you get lost. <laughs> I'm so lost. Like I, I enjoy truth. We're verified over on truth. It's it's a, it, I'm very excited for where it's going and, and, and where it's headed, but it still needs it still needs a lot of work. And at the end of the day, as much as I do like truth, the battlefield will always be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, where everybody always, is. At. It's like, I can't believe yeah. like, I've been talking about these um these two women over on Instagram and Telegram for the last couple of months and then first day on Twitter went viral. So it's where the battlefield, that's where people are at. That's where people want to hear the truth at, unfortunately. No, it's it's it, I talk about it all the time. We're removed from Rumble or removed from YouTube and, and Rumble sucks. Like everybody's on YouTube. No one's on Rumble. 
And yeah. it's it, it's very frustrating. I get the Alex Jones treatment on YouTube. If I go on as a guest, their their page gets taken down. It's no fucking way. I swear to God. It's like oh. a four four or five shows have been removed because I was a guest on their show. I'm uh, gonna have to do a rebrand because apparently um Instagram has my my the name flagged. So Red Pill Babe gets flagged just for being Red Pill Babe. So I'm gonna have to change my name. No more Red Pill Babe. Wow. That's crazy. You, I, I, maybe you'll have to go with Jersey or something. The OG car with the tongue out and the American flag around it. The OG bring back my logo. <laughs> just to have like, like, like the bat signal. It's just out. I <laughs> the don't OG. know what to call myself. Like I don't even know. It's like that's just like what the hell? Like I've been calling my Red Bull Babe since I got hey, here. You're an OG. You're yeah. you, you are an OG in the game, and and that's you've been sure. doing for a long time. And I think it's really important the work that you're doing. More important now the work that you're doing than the work that you were doing when you had 156,000 yeah. followers. Because granted, yes, you you did a great job working, waking up probably thousands of people. Um, you know what's great? I've got people now that are running for public office that followed my original account. And they don't tell me like you woke oh, me sir. up. I'm running for local politics because of you. You were the one that inspired me, and that's wow. just like. How much more kick ass does it get? That's fucking awesome. That's why we yeah. do it. We do. That's the most that's gratifying, the humbling yeah. thing ever. And and it's our way of contributing. That's that's amazing. And that's such a cool story to hear. And we need more of it. And we need like what are some ways that people can get involved locally? Um, I'm sure we've listed a lot of them on the show, but you're 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 very active. And I'm sure there's a few of them that we yeah, have. Yeah, so there is a few things that I tell everybody. So the first thing that I advise that everybody does is that you learn the names of the people that are in charge in your town. Uh, it's mm-hmm. imperative that you know who your mayor is, who's sitting on your school board, who your police chief is. Uh, these things are incredibly important, your councilmen. So first thing is identify these people. It really shouldn't be that hard. A simple Google search of your county, for the most part, will be able to give you access to all that information and then secondly and i think one of the most powerful tools that i can tell everybody to do is follow these people on social media and hold them accountable find them what are they doing what are they promoting the majority of the time you'll go into these local politicians pages and they've got something like two thousand followers three thousand followers nobody's watching them and you'll see them that they're posting stuff about you know, mandate or uh, you know, their CRT bullshit, whatever it is that they're pushing, uh, whatever communist BS it is that they're that they're pushing at the moment. And the only way that you can really counter that, it's like they freak out when they get one comment. Yeah, they don't know how to handle it. You know, I, it's- you're in Jersey, and you're blasting Jersey, uh, you know, the, the politicians or in Nevada where you're at or wherever it may be. It's like then your people that are in your network are going to see that. And then one comment turns to two, turns to three. And before you know it, they have 10 comments uh, um, uh, pushing back on whatever it is that they're posting. And now it just became a crisis, a PR crisis, because they they're not used to that kind of exposure. You know, well, one of the things for the last year is that I remember showing up to school board meetings and consistently being disappointed like that we fell short. Like, oh, I wish I had more people here. I wish we had more people here. I wish we had more people here. But a year into it, 
So um, the superintendent was forced out. He actually uh, resigned from his position and moved over to L.A. Um, a 26-year veteran that sat on the board actually retired. We've got three other candidates that had completely run unopposed for the last 10-plus years for the first time ever having candidates challenge them. America First. DeSantis um, endorsed candidates. So you know, we, we set a goal last year that we told, you know, our first effort was like, we want the school board to listen to us. Cause sometimes it's just, if we've never shown up, then maybe that's why they don't listen to us. So that was the first effort. And then we realized that they weren't gonna listen. And we're like, all right, well now the second effort is if you guys are not gonna listen, then we're gonna take the school board back, so to speak. And you know, elections are just a few weeks away. Primaries are just a few weeks away. And it definitely looks very, it, it looks very different than it did just two years ago when you had all of these candidates just doing whatever the teachers union said, no parent, no parental opposition whatsoever. Nobody mm -hmm. to tell them, what are you doing with that money? What aren't you doing? Uh, so it's a, it's a really special time and a great accomplishment to see what it is that we've done. Florida has stayed on this topic. We've been relentless with it. It's not just a Miami-Dade thing. It's Broward County, Palm Beach, all the way up to Tallahassee. We've got uh, constituents that are heavily involved. And because of that, we've demanded that the governor listens to us. And go the Governor DeSantis is actually very big on just parental rights. He believes in giving yeah. parents a seat at the table. So what he's doing is not so much because he believes it's the right thing, it's because he believes the right thing is to let parents choose what's right for their children. And he's getting the feedback that parents want their children protected and they want to say in what their kids are doing and what they're being taught in schools. I think I think that's a, a very important point, and you guys lucked out big time uh, by having Big Dick Ron as your governor because not everybody is lucky in New Jersey. They got Snaggletooth Phil Murphy. Uh, I got shithead Steve Sisolak out here uh, in Nevada. I love DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis is 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 a big dick stud, and uh, he's doing a, a amazing. It blows my mind when I meet somebody from Florida and they don't like him. That blows I don't my understand mind. conservatives that don't like him. I I just I don't get it. I I'll never understand how people get on the internet and criticize what DeSantis isn't doing when there's 49 other governors doing absolutely nothing. nothing. And or you're loving DeSantis because he doesn't do enough. It's like go away. You're not even like most of the time you're not even from Florida. Go away. Monday, He's my governor alone. They're Monday morning quarterbacks, all of them. All of them. It's He's joke. probably by far the oh. best governor I think ever to govern a state. That has ever existed. Ever, I mean, ever maybe, existed. Maybe Rudy at his prime in New York. But, uh, he was the mayor. He wasn't even governor. He did a lot of great work for New York City when he was the mayor. Um, I that, mean, New Jersey's never had a really good governor. I don't think ever. They're fucking dirty. Chris Christie can get fucked. He was a Republican piece of shit. No, nobody has. It, it's, and now it, that's it's, the other thing that people don't talk about. So many of these people, when I think that the stats, oh, don't quote me, but I think that it's something really ridiculous, like 67%. It's 60 something, I believe, of all um, municipality elections that take place across our country are one completely unopposed. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't unopposed. Unless no you're, unless, unless you're, you're, you're Nick over here, because Nick got involved <laughs> and ran for a local election. Someone asked me, and I was running unopposed. And the day of, I went to the election. I didn't campaign. The fucking the lady text me on Facebook, messaged me. She's like, "I need you to run. I really want you to run." I put my form in unopposed. The day of, I went to go vote. I was fucking someone was running against me, and they won. I got a. Uh, well, they do. That. I guess I got seventy votes. They got eighteen or something like that. 
that makes total sense they they would do that because they they'll insert somebody last minute because they're like oh wait a minute our guy that's been completely unopposed we can't give up this position to somebody else we got to throw somebody in the runnings and i can't tell you how many times i've heard from how many people they threw somebody in on the last day Mm-hmm. The last day to register, they threw somebody in, and then it's usually somebody that's completely backed by. Uh, but I would I would have campaigned, and I still would have probably crushed them. I would have went yeah. door to door, but there was no one. Yeah, I you had needed to talk two to. more votes. They did that under pulled that off, and they, and they probably only gave them eighteen votes because they 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 rigged the eighteen votes for them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, probably, I hope yeah. you try again. Yeah. I honestly do because it's like it's only a matter of time before we're all called to get involved in one way or another. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's the media aspect of it, which is just as important, I think, you know, like taking back media and like mm-hmm. being able to be like a source of information that people trust. And that's a very important responsibility. But even then, I feel like eventually the the end call to everybody is that, you know, similar how like Israel makes everybody serve in the military, mm-hmm. like everybody should have to serve in politics to some degree. If you're going to be like a truth speaker and, you know, you're, you you have influence and you can truly motivate people, then you should at some point have the goal to at least give up a small window of your life for the, the betterment of the country. It doesn't even have to be running for an, a position or office or anything like that. It could be as simple as going to be a vote counter and uh you know somebody that's that's uh, keep holding people accountable and watching the votes it's something that simple like you don't have to speak to anybody you don't have to be outspoken but look at what happened when we didn't have people watching the votes we got screwed we stole the election you know what's another thing that's incredibly important and you just mentioned it which was door knocking door knocking is Mm -hmm. huge like democrats win because they have george soros money in order to be able to pay volunteers to show up and knock on doors our side doesn't have that so if 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 you're concerned about where the direction of the country is and you haven't identified a local politician to get on a phone bank to do some door knocking so that you can go out there and introduce members of your community to this candidate that you know would be the ideal representation then you're not you can't complain when the when the country the, the, the spanish community needs to really get involved with that though the, the spanish speaking community because the democrats go door to door and they take their ballots they fill it out for them they handle everything for them everything everything so well, it's, the, it's like and, gangs of new york vote tammany and they come yeah. to your house and they drag you to the, to the voting booth and force you to vote with the like basically a gun to your back yeah. i mean i hope that there's a shift coming in but i you know perfect example is 2020 like even republican even team trump there wasn't a lot of focus on latinos everybody's very worried about the black vote and i think that that's great but i find that the party has a very hard time identifying with latinos and that's because we're a very robust culture and we're very different you there's not a an umbrella that we all fit under so when donald trump is sending kimberly goyfoyle with you know a j-lo song from 15 years ago to go speak to the hispanic demographic that uh, like, I don't want to hear that loud by JLo and Kimberly Goyfoyle, who's also half Irish, representing me. That's not representative of who I am. You so married to Gavin Mussolini, too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really one of those things where neither party has truly identified how to take back that vote, which is, again, a huge reason and a huge motivator why we started mostly peaceful latinas because once again we knew it was untapped people don't realize like we want regular people our age that aren't dusty to be able to look at 
be a Latino and look at culture and not feel like you have to vote a certain way because your parents were born in Latino America. We want you to feel like Americans and we want you to feel cool about doing that. We want people to feel cool about their values where, you know, most, most, most Latinos and Hispanos come from countries that are Catholic and believe in God. And we want to make that cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful thing. And we should talk about that. We should talk about family staying together. We should talk about gender roles, which I, I, I know that you guys are tired of probably tired of seeing the memes or maybe not. Cause they're great. No, never. No, Don't they're fucking amazing. Latin X. We have a beautiful <laughs> language that is a gendered language. Every single yeah, thing true. in Spanish is gendered by by accommodating this social justice with the Latin XPS, what you're doing is that you're stripping me of my culture, of something that's amazing that I love. So, yeah, I guess that, like, definitely our biggest priority with Mostly Peaceful Latinas was to affect the culture and take it back from dusty politics because we don't feel that either side truly knows how to um how to capture the the latino vote in a way that doesn't end up victimizing them like let's make it cool mm-hmm. no i think that's that's brilliant and i think it's it's so necessary because i have i have a lot of uh, spanish friends from all over from the dominican republic puerto rico all over the place and i'm very close with their their families as well and they all have very conservative values they're very family oriented like very very family oriented and i think part of the latinx movement is to try to like you said, take away that Spanish culture because every form, every every type of like D- Dominicans have their own culture, Puerto Ricans have their own culture, Cubans have their own culture, and I think they're trying to take that Latinx and blend it all together so it's just one thing and it, 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 it's a voting it, block. Yeah, they're exactly. trying to make it like an African American thing. It's like we don't. Mm-hmm. Latinos don't work that way. We're not like nope. you just said. Like we don't even talk the same way. Everybody's like, "Well, you speak Spanish." We don't sound anything alike in Spanish because we're completely different. But there are basic core things that are identifiable across any country in Latin in Latino America or in the Caribbean, and that is God, family. Mm-hmm. Those things are very important. And yes, gender roles. Men are men. Women are feminine. Men are masculine. Men take on roles that are masculine roles. And those are things that are are great about our culture. I, I you know, I, I look at my father Absolutely. and he's like the quintessential Latino man. My dad's almost 60 years old. He refuses to retire. He still works his like hard labor handyman job where he's like lifting shit all day. He <laughs> likes being a provider. He doesn't, doesn't cry. I mean, he cries sometimes, I guess, but it's just like that. that I, I, I appreciate that about our culture. And, you know, to have individuals try to have liberal media narrow that down to, you know, oh, well, just latinx in order to be able to put us all into a bucket that's a gendered bucket just seems it's, it's, a slap in face. it's, no, a, it's infuriating i'm actually like, speechless yeah. it makes me speechless yeah i have it, fucking nothing but, but nothing. it's that's like <laughs> it's done on purpose like your father and and everything that he stands for is everything that they're trying to destroy it's the way we communicate though it's yeah. the way people communicate you're going to change the way people communicate oh it's it's so funny how you say that that's Spanish people don't speak the same Spanish, and I, I always because I'm I can I can say maybe three sentences in Spanish. Te gusta pinga de negro en la boca. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that was taught by the by the Mexicans that worked at the restaurant to, at, at Tiff's. Uh, it was Wawa, and, and they used to call me Pinche Guero. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what they called me. Uh, I fucking love those guys. P- uh, it was Ping Pong and Wawa and uh, the great guys. Fucking love those guys. <laughs> I, 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 I love I love going to my Spanish friends. And when I hear something saying they someone say something in Spanish, I'm like, what the fuck did they say? They're like, I don't know. They said they, I don't speak that dialect of Spanish. I'm like, how the fuck do you not know? But they don't. It's so true. Like so many. It's, they, there's so many things that are said differently or phrased differently in the Spanish language across every Spanish country. Yeah. Even Puerto Ricans and Dominicans are pretty close together. Oh, for sure. You ever see those reels? But they don't speak the same way. You no. see a reel or a TikTok and you have someone from Mexico and someone from Puerto Rico and they go over like really common oh, household items or what? Dude, those crack me up. Oh my God. Even, I don't even understand what they're saying half the time. They're fucking cracking me up. <laughs> it is very different <laughs> though. It's like, again, I promise you, it's like family God in like beans, like mm-hmm. some form of beans, like what we all have. <laughs> It's not even even the beans are not the same depending on where you go. It's like we all eat beans, we just don't know where what kind of beans are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, it's all gonna be fucking banging. It's gonna yeah. be delicious. Yeah. It's Fine. gonna be fucking it's gonna have flavor. Whatever it's gonna you're have eating, flavor. it's gonna be delicious. So it doesn't matter what Spanish food it is. It could be Cuban, it could be Dominican, it could be Colombian, it could be anything. It's all fucking banging. Mexican food, uh, where's where's delicious food? Um. So I want to talk about this guy, Bolsonaro. What's his name? Bolsonaro uh, in, in Brazil? No, no, no. no. Yeah, Tropical Trump, my guy. Uh, no, um, <laughs> the guy who's behind Miami fascist account. The guy who oh, runs the- Oh, Freddie Balsero. Yes. Well, yes. I mean, it's not really Freddie Balsero. It's a woman that works for him by the name of Sonia Diaz, um, who does the- Yeah, what about her? What do you want to know? I've got- We've got the song. But, he, but he's, he's closely tied- to Barry Satoro and 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 yeah. the Clinton. Yeah, so he he was actually part of Barry's administration. He was ahead of their Hispanic media for Barry when during his presidency. He handled the campaign for Hillary Clinton during 2016 election, during WikiLeaks and all these other good things. Um, and then again, he's I think that the the, the real swampy things are you know he's gotten he he got caught basically trying to clean money in Argentina, clean dark money in Argentina for the Clintons. He got, um, he sat on the board with David Brush. He sits on the board of a company that hires trolls with David Brock. Again, like this guy is where his worst Stand enemy, where we're where the worst thing that could possibly happen is Latina media, like QAnon personality, like they call me. It's like their worst nightmare. Yeah. Not to mention the media matters has been on my ass for the last two years, right? Like you were one of the original media matters accounts. I remember that you were one of the original media matters accounts with all those other accounts. Uh, yes, yeah, sheep and Maria and uh, Alpha Punisher. So many accounts were thrown into that, and uh, yeah, we're we're now we're now they got us removed from Twitch. Those fucking cucks. That and, sucks. Yeah, and they're 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 trying to get us removed from Apple Podcast. Where's her office at? Oh, <laughs> what can you possibly be saying that's that controversial? You're actually we're, we're a QAnon show. The we're, truth. We're a QAnon show, according to them. Even though, even though in reality, who? Like, but even if someone is, who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. One, right. yes, right. two, two. Right. No one cares. I'm out there in the real world. No one cares. There is nobody. When you go out to these fundraisers and events that the GOP has and that Republicans have and that other organizations have to bring in, when they bring in a guest, 
Nobody brings in more money than General Flynn and MTG. Nobody. No, nobody does. No, I'm sure not they even, don't. Not even remotely close to the amount because nobody cares. People nope. want people that they can relate to. And at this point, they call everyone QAnon. Oh, everything that's it's it, everything that they talk about with Q is only things that Anon speculated. It's never anything that has to do with the actual drops. It right. never has anything to do with the actual information that was fed. It always has to do with what the Anons were talking about, like the JFK Jr. theory, January 20th. All this fucking nonsense that was never stated on the boards whatsoever. Never stated on the board, and that normal, rational people that are not schizophrenics full time think about. You know, um, I got interviewed. I got contacted by NBC. Paola Ramos. I don't know if you know who that is, but her dad is a very famous um, journalist in Spanish-speaking media. Donald Trump actually kicked her father out and banned him from ever going to um, one of his uh, presses again. Like he's not allowed to. Going anyways, Paula Ramos contacted. Question. What was that? He probably asked a stupid question. No, I mean they didn't ask a question. You know how they are? They imply. Anyway, so he's a very liberal driven very liberally driven his daughter is now you know starting her own career she works she's on vice she's on nbc on peacock so i got uh, contacted along with other florida activists influencers so on and so forth to do a piece and of course originally she's like oh it's just talking about latinos leaving the democratic party for the republican party and i'm like absolutely sign me up let's do it and about three questions in they start going into the QAnon stuff, right? Like, oh, are you Q or whatnot? I remember it just like came back, like they really well, thought that they were gonna make us look like, you know, Q tards. Cause are you, they're gonna talk to me about JFK or, you know, I don't know, whatever other stuff it is that they think is gonna come up. And it's like, I just kept on like harping down, like, what do you consider QAnon? I remember the, the laptop had just been confirmed by the press that it had been real. It's like, what are you calling QAnon? Because just a few months ago, you would have called me QAnon for posting about the laptop. In fact, I had an account of 155,000 followers that got taken down because of the laptop, because mm-hmm. you and your network said that it was fake. And are you guys saying that it was fake men that big tech took that as being fake and I was called a misinformer and where's my apology and my 155K followers that I lost for posting QAnon stuff that's now just facts and reality. That's just mm-hmm. the, 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 the line between conspiracy and reality just gets on smaller and smaller every with every step that breaks. It's like down to six hours, I think. So it's like at uh, this point, I genuinely don't care that they call me QAnon. They called on that same special. They sat down in front of Ana Paulina. I'm not sure if, if you guys know who she is. She's running for uh, sure. for Congress, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, out of District 13, I believe. Anyways, they interviewed her. She's a a, a veteran. A, she's mm-hmm. absolutely she's not badass. She's a badass. knockout. She's a knockout. I mean, she's yeah. Fantastic representation of Latina women, you know, and and, and patriotic Latina women. Um, And they get her talking about the border because she has a a video that went viral where she um, confronted Kamala Harris at an airport and asked her why she had not been to the border to discuss it. Still hasn't. And basically, Paula Ramos is like, oh, well, you know, the border, why are you so concerned with it? And she's like, well, child trafficking is a huge thing and human trafficking is a huge thing at the border. Immediately, well, that's a QAnon conspiracy theory. So it's like, well, if somebody like Ana Paulina is getting called QAnon at this point, then who gives a shit? Like, everybody's yeah. It's like being called racist. 
Yeah. Right. Like, just because yeah. you're white. QAnon is the new racist. It's the new racist. Yeah, for sure. That means they lost the argument. Right. Well, it's the new conspiracy theorist. Conspiracy, conspiracy theorist was created to stop people from questioning the JFK theory and, right. and what's going on with JFK. And now people have caught on to that fact that conspiracy theorists are usually right. So they have to change it. And now they're calling people QAnon people, these crazy QAnon people that think JFK is alive and they're sitting in Dallas waiting for him to show up one day. Like, I fucking love those stories. They crack me up. I said, please, I would love to meet somebody who's who actually. Are going- yeah. Yeah. Who, are who are these QAnoners? Who are these QAnoners? I don't know Dallas these QAnoners. <laughs> who are these I, I had a client bring it up to me one time. I was doing her hair. She's like, you're not one of those QAnon people. I was like, no, I do a radio show. And my co-host, James and Anthony, they always say it's QAnon stuff that winds up being true a couple months later. So I don't got that information that early. And I don't Are even know what a QAnon that? is. She's like, like what? And that's when I brought up the laptop. That's when you bring up all kinds of shit that was. Yeah. General Talamani, John McCain. Yeah. Like all the red pills. Like, yeah, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Nick, Nick is where, so like Look I said, Nick, Nick is our, our resident normie. Even though he's far from a normie, he's just more normie than me and me and Anthony. I, I work a lot. I don't watch a lot of news. So, I don't pay no, attention. But, but he's he's very good. He, he he owns the hair salon. He's doing clients' hair all day. So he's just peppering people with red pills. So oh, and Anthony hard. works with me. So Ant can, Ant can get all the juice. I run back to Ant. <laughs> and if I'm fucking out of my element, then I'll just call him to the front. Yeah, when it gets real spicy. <laughs> Come here, call me out of I'm that. not good with names. Fact check me here. I need you to fact check me it's here. It's incredible. Man. And then we send them out into the wild to with spread like the misinformation. With like Project Veritas videos and other links and all kinds yeah. of stuff. <laughs> oh, it's fucking oh, yeah. crazy. Nick will be showing someone tweaking out from, from a boostie and like he'll be like, oh, what do you think about this? I, I, bring it, I, I bring in, I bring in oh, really yeah. far left doctors sometimes or nurses. And I'm like, listen, I really value your opinion. I know you're educated. You're in the medical field. But can you do me a favor and watch this? And it was the presentation on Rendesivir. And we had a, co- a conversation like a, a week or two before that or a couple of weeks before that. So I, I played into like, really, I need your your honest opinion because you're professional. And she was like, wow, can you send that to me? I was like, check you play their fucking ego. me. God's work. God's yeah. work. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it, it's really, it's really un- unbelievable. And, and uh, as much well, you, as but you guys, you guys go, when you guys go in and do your research, it's hard. Like you guys fucking, you have to dig. And there's a lot, it's a lot of work to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, digging is hard. Digging is not easy, but it's really my favorite part of this whole truther thing is digging. And I find that I have the most fun digging locally because it's where all the untapped stuff is. I think like I would, nobody I would, else you can make digging. the biggest impact. You can make the biggest yeah. impact that way. And nobody else is digging locally. So everything is surface level. It's just so easy to become like a genius basically overnight because <laughs> it's like, look at me. I'm an investigative journalist. And it's like, really, I'm just looking where nobody else was looking at before. It's, it wasn't even hard. It's right there. Well, people don't realize how much local politics impact our everyday life. Like these people are the ones who actually make the policy that teaches your kids and uh, and, you know, everything that goes on. There's in your massive area. void for local digging. And you heard about the mayor of Morristown, right? The mayor's wife in Morristown? No. So it's a, it's a town up here in New Jersey. And some I don't know the full exact story, how it broke down, but she apparently met someone at Dunkin Donuts, took a bag full of cash did a quick deal for some kind of permit that needed to get passed in a parking lot on that lower level like that. And it got exposed, loses the real estate license and, you know, research it. I'm, I'm fucking paraphrasing a lot of this shit, but this is the gist of the story. And apparently then a family member of hers, I think her son opened up the real estate firm to get all the, the other business right after that, like weeks it, later. 
it's corrupt. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. th there's even like I've I've met activists down here that what they're like obsessed with is going to zoning meetings. I, I can't imagine yeah, sitting for an hour zoning meeting board. But the reason why they go is because in these zoning meetings, they'll be able to find if they've sold if they've sold like plots of land for like dirt cheap to like a Chinese investor, for example. Like mm -hmm. that's what they do. They go in there and yeah. there's when you track it you can see the favors being tracked through the exchange on these back whether it's contracts right so maybe a politician where a huge project is taking place maybe a new highway that has to get built or some kind of federal bill of, of, of government building and then you dig and they gave the job to their cousin yep it's, it's like that in, the can in the cannabis industry big time in new jersey and in, in las vegas it's it's who you know it's how you're connected it's every industry it's it's fucking disgusting yeah. it's fucking disgusting so we got a little I bit would, i would highly encourage people to dig locally you know we're all good very good researchers and it's just a matter exactly. of like, yeah how what are some of your favorite do on nancy pelosi you know That's we true. are know she's a corrupt bitch but bella okay. what are some of your favorite like go-to tools or you know databases what have you for your local digging um, I think it like all depends. Um, normally the first thing is I always tell people to identify and then like find campaign donations. Um, like Ballotpedia is also a really good place to go to find out the history of a particular candidate. Have they run on a post? Who's running against them? Who's endorsed them? Right. And then mm -hmm. I always do like keyword searches. Like <laughs> it's always important to me to know if somebody has been endorsed by Soros. It's always important to me if somebody's gotten a Hillary Clinton endorsement. Those are yeah. things that just automatically trigger the right things and or the wrong things in my head where it's like, all right, this is pretty simple if somebody has a soros endorsement i'm not voting for them it's 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 that simple right um voting records and people don't spend enough time if uh, your state reps are so important that's how we get laws passed that protect you so if mm. you're concerned about your rights being stripped away like yes, joe biden's president it doesn't matter Who's writing legislation in your state? Where are your state reps? Do you even know where your state rep is? Do you call your state rep? Do you have an email for your state rep? Are you a Karen in these situations, which is necessary? If enough of us turned into Karens when something pissed us off and each one of us took responsibility over the state reps in our area, we could pass legislation. You could pass things forward. Another thing is there's not enough of us opening up um, non-for-profits. There's not enough of us opening up super PACs. Democrats open super PACs for everything. For yeah, everything why because the super PACs are what's going to go in and influence legislation mm -hmm. so as long as we're out if if people feel like the system's broken i'm just not going to participate in it it's like well That's then the we're going to lose because they're playing in this system so yep. You have to go out there and start your not-for-profit. You have to go out there and start your super PACs. You have to go out there and exchange your the value and your presence for endorsements with the right politicians. Um, per usual, you always want to follow the money. So looking at political campaign donations, that's going to be different for every county and every state. There's not like a one place where I would send you that you can find it. Um, but going back and looking at monetary donations, to see if the average donation is a thousand to five thousand dollars and some dude donated half a million dollars 
to your, you know, your mayor's campaign, you're probably going to want to know who that dude is and what, how much money. control can he possibly have over the influence of, you know, local politics. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, it, people don't realize how important important our local governments, our state governments are. Um, and it, it, Donald Trump did a great job by allowing the governors and the states to run themselves during the China virus, because that really kind of sh- sh- shined a spotlight on it for the first time ever for many, many Americans. People didn't realize how much power our our individual states and state governments have over our everyday lives. And yeah. if we just let them run rampant and just blame the federal government for everything and the, the state government, like look at Georgia right now. Georgia has, you know, a Republican leadership across the board, but because they're corrupt Republicans, they're still fucked. You know, it has nothing. It's because they didn't they didn't think, oh, let's follow Brian Kemp's money and where he's yeah. getting done. Yeah, that's why the research is so important, too, because yeah. you'd be surprised, like how many times it's a uniparty thing. Like now we've got. What happened? Isn't that didn't that happen in Nevada that there was like a Democrat that like called in like a bunch of like sleeper cells and say it's time to run as Republicans? Wasn't that out of Nevada? No, uh, it was. It was no. I remember that. Oh quote. yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I played it on the. I played it on the air. Uh, the other day, two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. I think I still have that. Clip. Like South Carolina yeah. or North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, she was yeah, down South there. Carolina. This it is very real. This is very real. Yeah. I've been involved locally for a year, and at the beginning of my advocacy, I got targeted by a double agent, an absolute spy working for the Democrats, infiltrated. It, it's infiltrated my life, like in my house and my friends, not just me, but other activists, just about every other organization down here that's involved locally. And the woman ends up being, you know, a Democrat operative, best friends with Donna Shalala, who's the ex-president. That's, of how, we, that's how we got to play it, too, though. Yeah, I mean, it's abs- you, you got to play you got to play the game, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're exposing these two women that um, that are running this anti Miami anti fash page, uh, the Antifa page. And I still like, you know, I, I wrote something today and I remember sending it over and I'm like, should I post this? Is this too mean? Is this too savage? And it's like, post it. This woman's been trying to ruin everybody's <laughs> life for the last year. What do you mean? Yeah, so, you know, you do got to play a little dirty. Do you read? Very dirty. Do you read books? Do you like audio books? How do yes. you get information? So have you read The 40 Laws of Power? No, I haven't. Do yourself a favor. Put it in your phone right now. Write it down or write it on a piece of paper so don't forget. Or I'll even text it to you. But no, you got to text me because then you're, right. you told me you were going to text Mastival and that's yeah. So 40, 40 yeah, Laws I, of I Power by Robert Greene. I want to circle back to that for a second because Nick <laughs> – um, I, I get that getting him and getting Masvidal in touch with Bella will make more of an impact. But if I had known this the entire three years we've been doing this show, I would have loved to have Jorge on the show <laughs> a few questions. I, if I had known that we had this fucking contact. You know, but you know, we interviewed him for Buddha Sport when we had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking 10 years ago, dude. That was so, so long. And I, I didn't know you had his contact information. So um, yeah. fuck you. But now... <laughs> I mean, James, it goes back to the thing like we're from Miami, we're moving, and I have to help you a lot more. But we've been doing Nick has been my big brother for a long ass fucking time, and he uh, has been on the show the entire three years we've been doing it. And this is the first I'm hearing of Jorge Masvidal. Well, he's got a little break from fighting at the moment, so I think he has some time to come talking. He's got the time for a little tweet. Yeah, big, big fan, but no, um. There's a lot going so on. So 40 Laws of Power. I'll text it to you. Yes. It's an amazing, amazing book. You, you need it, actually. It's a great Trust book. me. It sounds like something I'm going to love already. 
And yeah, then it has well. a lot about politics in there, how people who gained power throughout the history of time manipulated other people to get those it's positions. It's a banned book in a lot of prisons, right? It is. And uh, you're not allowed to read in certain prisons. And oh, how, how, yeah, and how to stop getting manipulated. Okay, all right. So promise me you're going to text me to think I have a job afterwards. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I love all of the local work that you're doing, and it's making a big, big impact, and we need more people to do what you're doing, 100%. But now we're coming we're coming close to the end of the show. And I want to talk a little bit more on a grander scale and, and what we have to look forward to, because there's a lot of shit going on. It's really negative. It's a major, major clown world. But where do you, Bella, see 2022 and how do you see it unfolding the rest of the year? Because we've got a lot of a lot of talk on the show and speculation, but I'd like to hear your take. Yeah, I think if 2022 had a precipice, we're, we're, we're in the middle of it. Um, midterm elections are very close. I think that the entire year is going to be psychotic. And the reason why I believe that is if you guys remember in 2020, the attack was very simple. Just Donald Trump attack Donald Trump and avoid Donald Trump from winning at all costs. But now it's an absolute free for all. The Trump virus has spread everywhere. And Trumpanian type politics are in every corner of America. And what that means is that, you know, it's no longer about attacking and discrediting Trump. It means that they need to attack and discredit regular people like you and me. They need to discredit our messages. So I believe that 2022 is going to look like a lot more of a shit show. Expect to see, you know, we've, we're dealing with it. Like, I'm sure that if somebody would have told you two years ago that, you were going to get attacked by an Anon that had ties to the Mossad, you would have probably just thought that I was being funny and extreme. Yeah. And yet here we are in 2022, and we were in fact attacked um, mm -hmm. by a woman posing as an Anon that has the ties back to Mossad. I think that that's a testament of how real this is getting. There are people infiltrated within our communities, whether that's local at the digital level. Um, and I think that we need to be aware that this war is getting a lot more real. 2022 is going to show us just how real it is because there is no Donald Trump right now. And I do think that that's by design. It's important, yeah. There is no Donald Trump to lead the movement. What that does is that it forces leaders to emerge amongst us. And those leaders that are in fact rising above need to be very aware that this is not just a BS meme war. This is very real warfare. You are fighting for the preservation of this great republic and they're not going to let you do that quietly. So be ready to fight like hell. And, um, you know, I think that that's as far as like what we can expect to see in 22, I expect to see a lot more slander, a lot more attacks of people at a lower level than a president. Right. So like what they've done to General Flynn, what they've done to, uh, you know, the, the, the local activists like Nurse Erin or whoever it is that you Dr. see. Dr. Simone Gold, who's now in prison. These people that have risen up within their communities as activists, as people of leadership and, um, and, and inspiration and really attacked those people people because there is no Donald Trump to attack right now. So if there's anything that I can say about 2022 is get involved, but also be aware that we are at war. And this is very much a real war. No, 1000%. Uh, people don't understand that, that we are currently at war. Like the, our country is at stake. Our freedom is at stake. Everything that we fought for in the past can be lost in our lifetime if we don't make a stand in the next this year and, and the next couple of years coming up. Um, and it, it involves getting involved locally. 
being a poll watcher, being getting running for office. Like these are all things that if we don't do and just pass it down, kick the can down the down the street a little more or pass the buck, we're going to lose this country. It's it's that important. And anybody that's out here saying not to get involved locally immediately just remove them from straight to jail. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. It's it's way too often. Like, and even the people like I, on our show, if you're if you're a regular listener, you know that we've been very 20 fix 2020 or bust. Like we need to fix 2020. It it was stolen from us and uh and we need to we need to rectify that. But but 22 2022, the midterms are here like you said a couple weeks away november is right around the fucking corner well the okay. primaries are in august so yeah. that's it we're yeah. literally just a couple of weeks away yeah yeah and no but it, but again november is right around the corner as well like that'll be, i don't know about you guys time is fucking flying for me um mm -hmm. like it's flying by i feel like it's moving faster than ever but um that will be here sooner than later as well but but the primaries you're right are, are, are right around the corner and uh we need to get out and vote and it's very important that we get out and vote not only become poll watchers get involved locally but we need to get out and vote and anybody telling you not to vote is is also fucking run like the only that way that we're going to beat them is overwhelm them overwhelm the system and take it back it's so important to be able to do that and again I support somebody to run mm -hmm. Encourage somebody to run. If you know somebody that would be great at it, encourage them. Reach out mm -hmm. to people that know. Like I, I, I volunteer myself. I don't know beavers about anything, but um, I know maybe a little bit more than some. And if I can help anybody, give them the slightest bit of direction on how it is that they can get involved, I'd love to be. I'd love to be able to do that for people because yep. it is complicated to kind of know where to start and where to get the proper support. But it's just so important to just make that decision. A lot of people don't realize that working in politics is for the most part a part-time job. You can continue to have your regular job and sit on a school board. Most people choose to continue to make a career out of uh, out of politics, which is, I mean, I have got my own sentiments about. That that but it's really yeah. something that the average person can dedicate a four-year term or a two-year term of their life to a local position and do that for the sake of the country and more people need to have like that sense of um accountability and responsibility where it's like if i want to change i'm gonna have to be the driving force behind that yeah they need they need to do their civil duty and do what's good for their community and what's best and I, I 100% agree. And I, I have a lot of hope for 2022. I really do, because Supreme Court rulings that are coming down about the legislators having to change the, 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 the leadership can't just change rules anymore. That, that's coming to an end. They're desperately trying to get mail in ballots, but I don't think they're going to be able to get it with the monkeypox and this fucking nonsense. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It depends. The, the mail in balance is going to vary significantly, not even by state, by county. Yes. So if I, you don't want mail in ballots in your county, then get out and fight so that bingo. you can have them. If you don't want Dominion or an ESM system or whatever it is in your county, then get out there and fight it so that you can pressure the people who do make these decisions to listen to their constituents. There's a saying in Spanish that says, Niño que no llora, no mama. So a baby that doesn't cry doesn't get fed. That's, so that is, that is, if yep. you're if if these liberals are out there crying every single day of their life, they organize like all hell. <laughs> Right. So it's like you've got to be able to counter that. You got to be able to counter that. You know, 
last year when this page was attacking us at the at the heat of them attacking parents, I remember sitting across me and then they were sitting across from one another in the beach and we're like, we're gonna make a fucking national example out of these people. And here we are one year later, and I promise you it's going to be a national example. Yeah. And the only thing that's driven that is our, our desire to want to expose what's going on locally. And it's the only thing that we have control over. I, real I, quick, real quick. So for for listeners, what's your name again, these people? Just one more time, blast it out. Um, for the, the people you found, the page. So the page is called MIA Against Fash, um, and it's ran by uh, two PR, two local PR gurus, one by the name of Sonia V. Diaz, another one by the name of Jenny Lee Molina, two, uh, two women with very respected careers in PR. Um, and they are, and they're probably on LinkedIn too, right? That'd be a great place to kind of have a conversation with them as well. That they are absolutely yeah. on LinkedIn. I would advise that you guys, you know, hang out, like check out my page, <laughs> check out our content. You know, there's a page on Twitter currently exposing them called Expose MAF. Um, it's it's talking a lot more in detail about it, and I think that that's great. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the only thing I can tell you is we were attacked. We were not attacked by Antifa. We were attacked by dark Soros, Clinton, Obama money. And um, I think that it's a testament to how something that sounds so insignificant, like showing up to school board meetings, the panic that that creates. A hundred percent. And they're scared of us. This is, this is their biggest fear is us getting involved and being awakened to what they're trying to do. They've, they've been operating with no opposition for so long. Like they probably have these school board meetings in front of two or three people. And they're all probably supporters for the past, how many decades? Because oh, else- I can tell you that the, the, the Bella has been sitting on our school board for the last 26 years. And at the first school board meeting that we showed up with, she said that never in her entire career had she seen that kind of show up. And we're talking about maybe we had 30 parents there. Yep. That's, that's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. And I have a lot of hope for 2022. Um, you know, I have a different perspective from from a lot of people with everything that's going on and all the corruption and the the rigging that's been happening. Because there's still it's still going on. And I agree with the fact that you said it's going to depend on county per county. And that's a very great point that we need to get involved locally and and make sure that doesn't happen our, in our local communities. It's up to us to do that. But. The reason why I think it's so important that we vote is because we need to overwhelm them. And we saw that they used every single trick that they had in their bag in 2020. I don't think that they have anything else, any any other ammunition to use uh, as far as rigging the election between the Dominion servers, the mail ballots, the dead people, like everything that they had, they used. I, I may be missing something, but I can't think of any other way or any other technique that they, they didn't use to, to, to steal this election. And we know that they didn't rig it hard enough. Do you want to know how I know that they didn't rig it hard enough? Because they stopped the election. That was a dead giveaway for so many people. I remember going to bed sitting there like, wait a second, this, is, this has never happened before. They've never stopped a count. The only reason they stopped the count is because they, they were there was no way for them to win if they let it let it go. Trump would have won. So they had to stop it. And that means that we overwhelmed them with so many votes. We turned out. We're going to overwhelm them again. 
because that, that's my point. It's now more of us. They can't match that. And it's not just more of us. It's just that, like I said, to steal the entire country, they had to steal five counties. But you have to think that you need to have corrupt individuals at every single level, in every single city, in every single county across the country in order to be in order to be able to pull off what they did at a national level, at a local level. It mm -hmm. is impossible if you are paying attention. They cannot steal every city, every county, every commissioner, every mayor, every they can't steal it. It makes it impossible when the full Focus is there's a reason why General Flynn is being attacked right now, and it's because General Flynn is leading the masses to local impact, uh, to local action in order to gain national impact. There's a reason why that is a threat, because they know that by going right down to the bottom and giving them one good flick, the entire thing comes crumbling down because it only works if we're not paying attention locally. It's why George Soros invested how much money to get attorney generals um, elected. How many attorney generals? Ridiculous. He's got the school board uh, directors under his in his pocket. Superintendents, like, yeah. The superintendents, yeah. Like he he literally has been going down to the local level for decades. And when you have that kind of reach for that long, you're going to infiltrate a lot of places and have a lot of influence. And this has been going on for too long. And the only thing that's going to stop it is us, we the people. Nobody's going to come and show up at your school board meeting and be like, hey. These guys are corrupt. Let's get them out of here. They're arrested. Bing, bang, boom. Everybody's saved. Everybody cheers. Let's go move on. Remove and replace. That's never going to happen. We have to get involved and make sure that it doesn't happen. It's up to us. And I love the work that you're doing. And I think that's what's going to make, like General Flynn says, the national impact. That's what's going to change this country. And it's the only way. And I I, I do think this the entire system is eventually going to come crumbling down. But that's just... I don't think this that we can sustain the system. I think that it will, but I think that it's going to take all of us in order to be able to like shake that up. I think we could bring it down if we take it back, but the, I can't imagine like, you know, we had talked about being awake 10 years ago and what that felt like and how hopeless one felt because just enough people weren't awake. So it's like this huge Goliath that you can't even imagine fighting. And trying the idea of the preservation of the United States when you turn on the news and you see states like California going to absolute shit, it can become very overwhelming. Like, how do I fix this? Mm -hmm. The only way to fix it is if each of us takes responsibility for our little slice of the pie, right? You're the LA lead, might you're be the lost. LA might be lost. I went to LA for the <laughs> Sam Tripoli show. I am never, ever going back to that hellhole. It is hell on earth. I am never going back to LA. LA might be lost forever. <laughs> I don't know if any local action is going to help that place. That place sucks. Um, but you know, I, I I truly believe that we can we can turn this ship around and right 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 the wrongs and, and fix our country. But it, it it involves us getting involved. Like that's the only way. If we continue to sit here and post memes and do nothing, we're never going to accomplish a damn thing. They're going to continue to do what they're doing probably laugh at our fucking memes like look at these fucking assholes making these great creative memes they're hilarious but guess what we're still doing what we've been doing the entire time no one's there to stop them and it, it, it's it's completely up to us so i have a lot of hope for what's going on have you guys seen what's been going on in canada with with the jab no in alberta well i mean they're north no. Korea at this point so like i don't even know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what should North Korea at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so Alberta, Alberta came out and announced that the, the, the leading cause of death 
is now unknown cause of death. Shocker. In, in, in Alberta. It's the only abs- thing that's known is we know it wasn't the vax. We know it wasn't That's the only thing we know. It Hold wasn't up. that. Can Hold I talk up. to you about the complete irony of what I just discovered? So this woman that's been attacking us locally for all this time, one of her biggest attacks has been on how we're all. Did you think it looks bad? Go ahead, my fault. We're, we're, we're just think it's like huge anti-vaxxers. I just had a leak come in, an anonymous tip letting me know that she refuses to vaccinate her children. She's an anti-vaxxer intimidating others anti-vaxxers <laughs> trying to get them to shut up this is where we're at wow. people realize i think that we're at the point where people everybody knows somebody who's had some kind of adverse side effects to the vaccine everybody no, no. yeah everybody luckily yeah. you're not one of the people who have had the unfortunate circumstances of losing somebody to a vaccine but for the most part everybody knows somebody who's at least had some kind of inadvertent side yeah effect. a thousand percent it's scary what's going on with with the jab and they're even coming out like Dr. Burke said the other day. She's like, yeah, kind of, we kind of overplayed the effectiveness of, of the jab. Yeah, we just made up those 15 days and uh, we made up the six feet. Yeah. And, and, and now, now Cucker Carlson, that fucking cuck is finally, they like, they're getting to the point where they no longer can deny it. And they're now telling us that these, these jabs studies are coming out. The Lancet came out with a study saying that there's crazy adverse effects but like Bell's palsy and myocarditis, et cetera, et cetera. And now they're telling people not to fly because of blood clots. But look at this report that came out in Alberta. This is fucking bananas. But if you think it looks bad in England, all-cause mortality, look what we're now seeing happening in Canada, specifically Alberta. This is an article that just came out, deaths with unknown causes, now Alberta's top killer in the province. This is what this article goes on to show us, that in 2019, it appears that there's this new category comes along in the way that we die. Other ill-defined and unknown cause mortality. We have an unknown mortality block now. In 2019, the amount of people that died in Alberta from unknown causes or sudden death was uh, was about 500. Then you look at 2020, that rises. It goes up to about 1,500 deaths. Unexplainable, unknown, died in the sleep, no idea why it happened. Couldn't possibly be the vaccine we're injecting in everybody and uh, like stopping you from traveling. But look at 2021, folks. It goes all the way up to 3,500 deaths in a category which is simply, we don't know. We're doctors. We're incapable of diagnosing what actually happened to this person. I guess we've gone back to caveman times in the abilities that doctors have to diagnose what the hell is going on with citizens in Alberta. If you- that is absolutely shocking. Bananas. Shocking. Big shock. <laughs> big, big shock. It's a shame. She told you so. It's no, sad. Okay. I mean, you it's see those, sad. Um, it is sad. It was, it was, I think that it was really sad for all of us to have to watch our loved ones go out there and take the juice and fall into this, um, the narrative, the the intimidation of having to worry about being fired, people that you love that maybe knew better that then were still forced to get the mm-hmm. shot. Like, it's it's been very sad for those of us that have kind of stood our ground to have to watch the people that we care about uh, fall victim to this globalist, you know, lizard people, pedophile I don't want and to say all the trigger ways that piss off Antifa. Yeah. <laughs> say them. Put them all out no, there. Go ahead. And then go James ahead. will link to it uh, down yeah. below. I'll, I'll hashtag them <laughs> in there. She's <laughs> that flat earther that believes in reptilians. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, okay. she's like, you got to throw in JFK Jr.'s alive and uh, <laughs> got to go to Dallas. <laughs> it's, it's the silliest fucking shit ever. Um, no, but we've been saying this forever, and you're 100% right, Bella. It's, it's heartbreaking. And what's scary to me is I feel like it's just a ticking time bomb for a lot of people because, yeah. you know, we know some people got uh, saline in, as, as the test subjects, but when you get three, four boosters – like how the, the chances of you actually getting a real shot are very high at that I, point, right. You're not getting saline all four times. And we know the effects of these jabs and what they're doing to people. And mm-hmm. It's terrifying to, to watch. And uh, I pray every day that we come out of this and there's an actual cure, which I, I think there is. Um, I, I, I truly believe that it's tied to the HIV virus and we're going to see cures for that. Don, Don, are you talking about a, a cure for people who took the jab or are you talking yes. about a cure for COVID? No, for the jab. For the jab. Because because when you create these jabs, you have to use the virus to create it in most cases. And we know that the virus is created by Fauci's emails that it was created using the HIV strain. Um, Don Donnie used to go on stage every single rally saying, oh, we're working on major cures for childhood cancer. And they should have started this one years ago, but I started I right I doubt it. There's cures for for HIV, um, and that's what he said at many rallies that we're going to have cures for these major diseases. So you, that's I true, but this is not a disease. This and then, is not and, a disease. No, and then and then and then I also we also know that things like frequency healing are real and exist and were created, and uh, that stuff that so. that technology is out there. And if we truly win this war and we come out on top. Uh, the only way that we can restore humanity is if we release some of the, not maybe not all of them, but some of those technologies that have been withheld from humanity for for, for decades, if not centuries. Uh, you know, you really want to go down to ancient Egypt and those rabbit holes, but um, we know that they have these technologies that can drastically change humanity, frequency healing, free energy. Um, these are not conspiracies. We know they exist. Um, so who's to say that? When all this is said and done, those are things that get released and people don't have to die from this, this jab that I think, me personally, is going to shorten everybody's life that took it. Um, that's just me personally, and I, I hope I'm wrong. But we well, see you didn't that. see this thing about DNA-specific um, weapons targeting people based on their genetic makeup, where all their genetic makeup was harvested from all these fucking COVID tests? Yep, and and, and the 23andMe and Ancestry.com and... We just gave them our DNA, and you you know, the CEO of Twenty Three and Me is just just that we just found out she banged Elon Musk and was married. Like it's all fucking crazy. Yeah, it's all fucking. Well, I'm gonna have to dig into that. I didn't even know that, but that's yeah. fine. The guy that plants brain chips into people is out there screwing the lady with everybody's DNA. Yeah, who was married to the wrong? founder of Google? Yeah, yeah, she's married what to the. What could go wrong? She, yeah, and her, cousin, her, her cousin, her cousin runs YouTube. Yeah, no, I know about the Google YouTube thing. I just didn't realize that the guy that wants to put brain chips into people was yep. also out there getting the. You know. Oh yeah, and Elon Musk, as much as as much as uh, I think it was important for him to do what he did because it red pilled so many people. But at the same time, he was doing that. He wants to buy Twitter not for free speech, but to collect our data for. Not for conservatives. I think that's always like it's kind of comical for conservatives to think that the guy that again wants to 
plant friendships into your head that believes in communist in China style communism. That that's the guy that's out there doing things for conservatism. Like it's cool that we kind of got a little yeah. win out of it, you know, in the situation. Yes. You know, we're gonna go, but he's not out there doing what's the right thing for conservatives or Republicans. He's Elon's taking care of Elon. Well, Anthony made the great point when this whole thing was happening, because right now, let's be real. They're collecting all of our data and they're using it for nefarious means as we speak. Like that, that's what's going on as we speak. But we yes, don't have. Yes. Tell me what Anthony said. Yeah. I'm interested to hear. You don't remember saying this? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I say a lot of good things. So you do. You make a lot of really good points. That's why you're on the show. You're a fucking great. You're a great host. You're very important. Uh, but you were saying that. They're, they're stealing all of our data and monitoring us anyway and probably using it for nefarious means anyway, but we don't have free speech. They're censoring us left and right. They're fact-checking everything, and we, we have no free speech. If Elon takes over and we get free speech and he takes our, our data, well, we get a win out of that, in my opinion. And I was like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good point because we don't have free speech on the Internet right now. And you just got removed from, from Instagram. There's so many things that we don't post and, and talk about on social media because of censorship and fact checking. And we have to make up words and, and change the way we type things because to get around censorship, like it's ridiculous. And it's not even like we're saying any wild, crazy shit like it's. You can't eat like the fact that people can't even say vaccine like when they're talking about the vaccine in a good way just shows how crazy the censorship is. Like you can't even say I'm it. shocked by how much you guys have said it, honestly, because I don't talk about it at all on my show. We gave up. We we're not on YouTube. We're, we're not on some certain yeah. platforms that really care about it. Nah, yeah, we, we got removed from all those platforms. Uh, <laughs> they don't like us anywhere. Uh, it's a disaster. But it's surprising that we're still on Facebook, but we were managed to get that account back up through some loopholes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that account was taken away from us, but we got it back through some, some loopholes. Yeah, we somehow made that happen. But we it has no traction. Like only 500 people follow that Facebook account because it wasn't used. Nobody used it. It was just sedentary for so long. Um, but uh, Bella, we could sit here and talk to you all day. I, I really appreciate you coming on. This is long, long overdue. You were one of our first, first guests on Down the Rabbit Hole. Now you got to meet the boys. We definitely have to do this again. Uh, and we'd love to have you both and, you, and your co-host on anytime uh, to come and tell us what's going on in Miami and, and uh, in the local action. And anything else that we, yeah. yeah, definitely. We want to know all the far-right Latina actions we're all <laughs> that are going on thank you guys for having me on i really appreciate it it's been no, so coming on. fun tell, great call what you're doing with the show keep it going oh, thank, you. thank you tell everybody where they could find mostly peaceful latinas where they could find you because you're no longer on instagram i know you're on for now i'll be yeah. back soon enough i'll respawn eventually um but <laughs> we'll blast now, you out from the 150 people that see our story Oh. You can find me at Mostly Peaceful Latinas on Instagram um, and on YouTube, our YouTube channel, Mostly Peaceful. Definitely would advise people go check it out if you're into podcasts, a different perspective than, you know, White Boy Summer and then switch it over to the far right Latina perspective. I think we talk about a lot of the same things, just we're a lot more fiery about it, I'd say. And there's a lot more of this that goes on while we're talking. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> more hand movement. <laughs> there's a lot more of that. Find me on True Social at Red Pill Babe and um, Telegram Red Pill Babe E with an extra E at the end. Love it, Bella. You're doing amazing work. We're so thankful for the work that you're doing and, and inspiring so many to do. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the biggest things. Uh, you're an amazing oh patriot and you got to keep up the great work. Uh, we really appreciate it. 
thank you to our sponsors, Kush Creams, number one topical in the game, 21-time Cannabis Cup Award winning. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Go to kushcreams.com. Pick up yours today. I literally bathe in this stuff. It's a lifesaver. Um, also, go Sirius CBD, the number one CBD on the planet. Sirius-CBD.com. Code WPRUSA for I, I, crazy discounts, and I don't even know how much stock is left. Um, I don't even know how long that's going to be available for. Um, and then uh, can't forget uh, Mikey Pellows. If you want to join the Mikey Pellow gang, go to mypellow.com slash WPRUSA and get all your MyPellow needs. Bella, you actually didn't tell me. We need to know. Have you thrown Have you thrown a MyPellow chancleta yet? Have you Have you tested I one of those? I do not out? have a MyPellow chancleta. I mean, we're kind they of like boring. Out. We're they born with an extra. Latinas are born with an extra spring right in the elbow area. So <laughs> the oh, that's that's what it is. That's the that's the. Technique. It's that oh. extra spring. You guys aren't built with that. The white boys aren't built with that. It's not. I guess not because it's just super accurate and it's it's intimidating. I've been hit with my fair share of John Claytas by my friend's parents. Uh, <laughs> you're fucking vicious. Um, but yeah, go pick up a MyPellow John Clayta at MyPellow.com slash WPRUSA. They just came out. They're pretty badass. Um, we really appreciate everybody listening. Bella, thank you again. We'll be back next week. Uh, we got the Matrix Assassins joining us next week. So tune in next week. Check that. Check out those girls. We're going to go down some deep rabbit holes. But until next time, guys, here we go one. We go one. Bye, guys. Is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. 
We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family. Instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks, who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement and we will take back this country for you and we will make America great again. The truth.